Hey, ladies, how's it going? Today, I want to talk about seasonal affective disorder, aka SAD, aka seasonal depression. Literally, just as I hit record on this, it started raining again. Oh my gosh, the struggle is real. Okay, (laughs) if you're struggling, this episode is going to be packed full of some tips that I have and some good information, if anything else, maybe just a pep talk that you might need to hear. And more importantly, just know that you're not alone. So let's just go ahead and dive right in. What's up, you guys? You're listening to the podcast. It's all about balance with me, Hillary Downey. On this show, I'll teach you how to ditch fad dieting once and for all so you can quit gaining and losing the same weight over and over again or get extreme diets that deprive you and don't work. With macro counting, you can learn how to lose weight eating the food you love. Pizza, cookies, and wine, it's all on the table. But we don't just talk about diet around here. We'll cover fitness, mindset, lifestyle habits, all of the important topics I had to address in my own 100-pound weight loss journey that you'll need to reach your goals as well. You deserve to look and feel your best, and I'm so excited to walk beside you and show you how. It's time to unlearn what you've been taught about weight loss and discover that it's truly all about balance. So let's go. Guys, literally, it has been raining for so long. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I like, I know it's just a rough, like this is rough. This is a bit of a candid episode, but I recorded a YouTube video last year, right at this time. I had no idea that it was right at this time. It's so funny because I started talking about my seasonal depression on social media and I was like, oh, I need to pull that YouTube video because it's really got some good tips. And that's really honestly what I'm going to talk about today because not much has changed. <laughs> but gonna add a couple things. But either way, I pulled that YouTube out and was like, I'm gonna share this. And then I was like, it's literally the end of January. And that's exactly when I recorded that episode. So obviously, it hits at the same time. And if you are not familiar with seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression, let's just do a little bit of background on this. The biggest thing, guys, I a lot of people don't know what it is. And that's why I like bringing awareness because a lot of ladies will be like, oh, I just thought that I got like emotional and gloomy in the winter, I didn't realize that this is a diagnosable it is. And it's funny because I can remember the very first time I had it. Like I just so vividly remember the switch in my brain. And I'm not going to repeat my YouTube because I talk about it in there, but I do want to just touch on this for anybody who's not a YouTube person. So I was in seventh grade and I had always, I'd never experienced sad before. I knew as a summer July birthday baby that wanted to live in the pool, at the beach, at the lake. Like I knew I got depressed. I knew I felt like sadder, not sadder. I knew I was not as cheery as I, in the winter months as I was in the summer months, but it was a vivid memory switch that in seventh grade, I can just remember coming back from Christmas break in seventh grade. And I was okay, so I had been a cheerleader, I had played volleyball, I was very active, I had friends, I was very social, I loved to go and do and I was just general happy girly. And I can remember coming back from Christmas break and I didn't want my friends to talk to me and teen angst is a real thing let's be real and I was always like a little moody and emotional I'm a cancer hello but I was like this was next level and I was just like oh my gosh I don't want to talk to my friends I quit cheerleading I quit volleyball oh my so 
like uh, looking back, it's just so crazy how this happened. I remember I was like wearing like hoodies and like I didn't want to, I loved clothes. I didn't want to dress cute, didn't want to do my makeup, didn't want to crimp my hair. <laughs> remember when I was straightening my hair or anything. Like I just wanted, I just remember sitting in like first period and looking out the window. I had English lit class and I was just looking out the window and I just wanted to cry all January and February long all January and February long. I fought with my parents, again, teen angst, but still I fought with my parents. I fought with my friends. I fought with my boyfriend. I fought with everybody. I was crying. I was like depressed. I didn't want to do anything. And I remember when the sun started to peak out in March and it started getting warmer, all of that went away. It was like a cloud just lifted, like out of nowhere. Nothing changed. My circumstances otherwise did not change, okay? I had to deal with the fallout of everything I had done <laughs> the last two months. My, oh, my grades were terrible. Yeah, there was so many things. My health was suffering. Okay, so... I can remember the first time it changed. And then I remember when it happened again in eighth grade. And thankfully, I had a mother who was in the know on this and my brother had struggled. So I knew about like seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression, and I've just continued to struggle with it every year since. And it's one of those things that it wreaks havoc on your life. If it wreaks havoc on your life. And it's, it, I think the biggest thing is because it's not just like a week or two, it, it lasts. Okay. It lasts. Now, seasonal depression is different for everybody. And in fact, there is a form of seasonal depression where some people get depressed in the flip reverse of this during like fall and warmer months and Christmas, December, winter makes them feel happier, which is just to me, I can't even, I know it's, that's real, but I can't wrap my mind around that. I even know a couple people that are like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> this is, this can actually go both ways, but I do want to give you a definition of seasonal affective disorder per the Mayo Clinic. So here it is. Okay. So seasonal affective disorder, AKA SAD. Let's, yeah, I, I'm going to call it seasonal depression. It just, it, it's not as cute of a name, but it is what it is. Okay. So seasonal depression, it's a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. Seasonal affective disorder begins and ends at about the same times every year. Let's go back to what I was just saying about the YouTube video. Okay. Um, and if you're like most people with SAD, your symptoms start in the fall, continue in the winter months, sapping your energy, making you feel moody. And these symptoms result in the spring and summer. Okay. And then again, it talks about how this can actually be reversed. And the staggering thing to me is that if you look up anything on Mayo Clinic, it talks about the incidence. Okay. So the incidence of SAD is honestly just what's so crazy. It is considered very common, not common, very common with more than 3 million cases per year in the US. Okay. This is, this is what, when I say like a lot of people don't know, this is what I'm talking about. That's just the diagnosable ones, right? So many people are walking around feeling so depressed, so sad during the winter months and they don't realize like there's a legitimate reason. It's not just this blues because of the weather and whatnot. Okay. I did want to list some signs and symptoms in case you're wondering, do I have sad? Okay. So feeling listless, sad, or down most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest interest in activities you once enjoyed, having low energy, feeling sluggish, having problems with sleeping too much, carbohydrate cravings, overeating and weight gain, having difficulty feeling hopeless, worthless or guilty, having thoughts of not wanting to live. And now this is where I want to give a disclaimer guys, if you're really struggling with any of any especially that last one, please seek professional help and talk to somebody because this episode is just 
general tips. This is not medical advice. I'm just here to share my experience with SAD and shed some light on this because again, so many women don't realize that there's actually something happening here. And I just want to share some general tips, but if you need to get help, I will link some things in the show notes that can help you if you are really struggling. But Fall and winter sad actually has some very, very common symptoms, oversleeping, appetite changes, overeating, weight gain, tired and low energy. Spring and summer sad. This is interesting. It's like the opposite. You have insomnia, weight loss, poor appetite, lots of agitation and anxiety. And I will say, I do notice like in the very heat of the summer, at the end of the summer before fall, I start to have some of those symptoms. So it's interesting. I never had really explored that until recently, uh, two, three years in the summer, I started to notice I like it was like uncontrollable. And so all this to say, guys, definitely do your research and look this up because it can affect you in so many ways. And so for me, when I started working on my in school, when I started, I guess we started talking about it when I was taking high school psychology. But when I started my college degree for psychology, we dove into this, obviously a lot more. And it just was the first time that it really clicked with me like, oh, I'm not just a summer baby that's gloomy in the winter. I have a true, like this is truly diagnosable for me. And for me, the biggest thing was when I looked at the symptoms of it, it was just so spot on. And it really, a lot of these things persist. It's not, I feel it get worse and worse, right? So it's not like, I don't ever have good days in the winter. I absolutely do. But the overall general like doom, gloom feeling is always there, even on a good day. And it does in an instant, it snaps right around spring break, where I just go in the opposite direction with this and nothing changes, guys, like obviously things are changing because the season's changing. But my life conditions and environment otherwise are exactly the same. And I literally become a different person. So I want to just talk tips. I want to just to have a little conversation about some things that I have found help me. And I know I have some clients that have struggled with this as well. Again, this is not medical advice. This is just some things that I've learned over the years have helped me combat these feelings. They don't go away. And they uh, have helped me manage. Now, I also want to say, again, since this is not about medical advice, that there there are options out there for medication. My approach has and always will be behavioral first. And thankfully, I have never had mine be so severe that I have ever needed to take medication. But there's nothing wrong with medication if that's what you need. I am a big believer in treating behaviorally and in other ways because I don't want to be on medication. I'll be honest. But if you need that... There's no no reason. And if I ever got to a point where mine was so severe that I needed it, I would absolutely go that route. So there's no re- nothing wrong with saying that you need to take that route. But I want to just give some tips because these have helped me manage my seasonal affective disorder. Again, it's never going to go away completely. I Even if I were on medication, I don't think it would go away, which is why I don't even take that approach. And I never have any majorly severe issues to a point where I'm struggling like so mentally that I need professional. I've always had a therapist that's helped me through, but I've never really struggled with serious serious side effects. So this is just general, some things that have helped me manage. Okay. So number one, the very first thing for me is a bedtime and morning routine. One of the things that I notice in the winter is that I do sleep more. My sleep feels much more important to me and the sun going down earlier and all of that, it being cold, like just being in bed really does help. And so 
for me, a, a solid bedtime routine and morning routine is probably one of the biggest things that has helped me because it has allowed me to create a routine and my body comes to expect and know what we're doing. Whereas in the uh, summer months and stuff, it's we're at the lake, we're at the pool, like our schedule's so crazy, the boys are home and I don't have that routine as much and it's just okay. In the winter, I really thrive on a routine and I notice that when I am off of my routine in the winter, my seasonal depression gets so much worse. So when I'm off of my bedtime and morning routine specifically, I just, I struggle so much more. It's like my body does not like the unpredictable part. I don't sleep as well. And so it starts with my bedtime routine and shutting down early on nights where the kids have activities and this is harder. I definitely feel the effects. So I can't always do this, but as much as I possibly can, I get the boys down and I get in bed by 8:30 and I have my lights out between 9 and 9:30. Now, one thing that I struggle with is screen time and I'm not the best about this, but I have noticed that if I am scrolling and it's keeping me up or the last thing I did was stare into my phone, I don't sleep as well. So I really try and create a nighttime routine by doing my skincare, turning down the lights, using candles and things to just really relax my body. And this helps from a stress management standpoint too. So we've got like a, a double benefit here, turning down the lights, turning, lighting some candles. It feels like an act of self-care and it is because I'm prioritizing myself, my mental health, my sleep. So I'll do my skincare. I'll turn down the lights. I'll light. I have a lavender candle. So that helps me sleep. Um, I've got like a, a light. I show this in the YouTube video. It's the boys like galaxy light that I'll sometimes turn on. I haven't used that as much this year. I used it a lot last year, but I'll turn that on for times that I really just feel like I need a little boost and I'll read. I'll work on a project or something. So sometimes I will be on my phone if I just, if I'm really excited about a project, but I'll work on a Pinterest board, recipes, like things like that. But typically I will read pretty much as many nights as I can. I'll read and put the screens and the phones away and I will have my lights out and I will be laying down by 930. And this has just, again, helped my body get into a rhythm, helped me prioritize that downtime, like bringing my energy, my body down a bit so that I can sleep and rest and relax. On the flip side of that, it is also about my morning routine has helped. So getting up earlier in the winter, you've got more light in the morning. So I take advantage of that and I get up earlier. And this is probably, aside from one of the points I'm going to make, probably the biggest for me, honestly. I need that time in the morning. I think about when I really first noticed my seasonal depression. One of the things that was easy for me to do was just sleep in. Oh, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. And I had to start finding, for one, I had to force myself. So it didn't come naturally. I had to force myself to get out of bed. I set an alarm clock. It is in my guest room. So I have to get up and physically go turn it off. There's two different alarms that go off. So if I don't get up with the first one, that second one's going to have me up. And I give myself a full hour in the morning. Now, are there times where I sometimes sleep in because getting enough sleep is important? Maybe if my night before was a little bit crazy, yes, but more often than not, as many times as I can, especially if I did get to bed at a good time, then 
those times I truly do go to sleep as early as I can and get up as early as I can and give myself an hour in the morning. When I noticed that seasonal depression take off was sleeping in, oversleeping, getting up and being like, oh my gosh, I've got 10 minutes. And when I was a kid, it was throwing on again, the hoodie and the Birkenstocks and silver jeans (laughs) throwback, if you remember those days, and then just running to the bus or running to get to school or whatever it was. And just not having breakfast, not having food, like just starting my day off terribly. And same thing as an adult, I still see that where if I sleep in and I am rushing to get the kids up and get them to school and we're yelling, get your backpack, get your clothes, get out of the shower, eat your breakfast. What do you want for breakfast? And then usually I work out in the morning. So then my workout is behind or I maybe can't even do it because I'm off schedule now. I see the negative effects of just getting up and trying to rush through everything. So for me, getting up earlier and allowing myself a whole hour, my morning is so peaceful. I'm much more likely to be on time. I'm more peaceful getting the kids breakfast ready. I'm able to fuel my own body properly, really truly take care of take care of everything I need to take care of and not feel rushed to do it. It allows my brain to wake up, my mind to wake up. And so that is been a game changer for me. Now I am a 515 or and if you've been around for a long time, speaking of New Year's stuff, I had the New Year's goal for years and years and years when the boys were uh, younger to be a 5 a.m.er. I never thought I'd see the day. And about two years ago, I finally it finally kicked in after years of trying. I finally got it. And it goes back to my little secret that I just shared. I have an alarm clock in my guest room. I set two different alarms and then I set a million alarms on my phone. And the first First few months of doing that, it was hard. I'd have days that were hit or miss, but I kept doing it and I kept doing it. And more importantly, I started seeing the benefit. It's like in weight loss, you see the benefit of logging your food. So it's easier to keep it up. I started seeing the benefit of my mornings not being chaotic. And and it was so easy just to then feel motivated to get myself up a little bit more than it was previously before I knew how beneficial it was going to be. For me, I am an early riser, but this doesn't mean you have to get up at 5 a.m. Okay. It doesn't mean you have to get up at 4 a.m. But if you can get up and get your body, your brain awake, spend some time on yourself, your goals before you go take care of everybody else, your kids, your work, and give yourself to the rest of the world, have some time for yourself. I really think this helps combat that seasonal depression. And going, just touching on that point about chaos, if my morning is chaotic, my day is going to be chaotic. Let's be real. And having chaotic feelings and stress on top of seasonal depression, like it just amplifies it. So as calm, cool, collective as I can be in my morning is best. And again, for me, it starts at bedtime and winding down and relaxing and getting to bed at a good time. And then it starts with getting up early and it's a bit of a sacrifice, right? I do, I do get myself up and give myself that hour, but I feel I'm worth it. And again, I I see the benefit of how nice it is to not feel chaotic in the morning, to not feel stressed, to have the ability to wake up and take some deep breaths and then get my day started. If you're somebody who's waking up super late and rushing around, I just can't stress enough giving this a go. And then the last thing that kind of goes with that morning routine is I have a uh, light therapy light and I got it on Amazon. Actually, my mom bought it for me years ago and I sit in front of 
that every single morning. So a part of that little getting up early morning routine is actually sitting with my light therapy, really enjoying some time and light therapy is proven to be a a way to combat seasonal depression. So you can look that up. Definitely look up like light therapy for seasonal depression, lights on Amazon. There's light bulbs you can put in and sit under a lamp. That is something I've added in. And so that is a huge help. Okay. Definitely check that out. Okay. And then to go along with this whole idea of light, I've been sharing about this one a lot recently. I actually have an app that I use. It's uh, a habit tracking app. And one of my habits, anytime I share a screenshot of my habits, people will be like, oh, the sunlight one. One of my ha- one of my habits and something that I do is getting morning sunlight, morning if I can, and if not just daily, okay? So this is starting your day. Now I do the light therapy and that helps, but nothing replaces the real deal, okay? So like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, it is dark, it is gloomy, it is rainy. I don't even know the last time I saw the sun. We dealt with snow, then the boys had the flu. It's just been really difficult, hence why my seasonal depression is at its peak because we haven't seen the sun and it's been difficult. And I know I have clients all over the world, so I know different climates are affected by different things. But if you can, if the sun is out, I know if it's freezing cold, getting outside's not everybody's favorite, but there's so much benefit to doing it if you can bundle up and get that real sunlight mixed with walking and getting your heart rate flowing. You just cannot, or getting your blood flowing, sorry, your blood flowing, your heart rate up and your heart pumping. If you can do that, that is just a winning combo, even if you have to bundle up. Now, I realize it's freezing. I realize a lot of my clients live in Michigan and we got lots of ladies that deal with a ton of snow, Canada. Okay. I understand that getting outside is not always feasible. So sitting by a window, turn the heater up, sit by a window where the light is coming in. This can be such a game changer. It Vitamin D, so much of seasonal depression. We're looking at vitamin D deficiencies and things. So getting that sunlight as much as you possibly can sitting by a window, even for 10 minutes. I think this is a thing is people are like, I can't sit by a window all day. Okay. On your break, can you go sit by a window? Just try and get some light. It doesn't even have to be like exact direct sunlight. Like just a little light can be beneficial and you don't need we don't need an hour here. Okay. So any bit of sunlight I know is so beneficial for me. I have a window in my office that I'll lay down my yoga mat. And at a certain amount of time, like obviously as the season changes, I have to do it at different times, but the light will come through and I will either just lay there and bask in it with the heat turned up because I'm inside because it's cold or I'll do a yoga, a stretch, something to just move my body, be in the sunlight, even just lay there and meditate, spend some time in quietness, and just truly enjoy that sunlight. That is one that absolutely is a game changer for me. Okay, the next one that is super beneficial is my diet. And obviously, if you ladies are here, you've got fat loss goals and you're already trying to build a balanced diet, but one huge shift that I make is I really try and cut back on my processed foods, eating and let me hold on let me high calorie like processed foods okay treats frozen foods things like that that are like the higher calorie higher sodium higher sugar like treats cutting back on that cutting back on 
alcohol, which at this point in my life, I just less and less drink alcohol. I've shared that before. There's a whole uh, podcast episode on it if you want to listen to that. This time of year already lends itself to not drinking alcohol because I typically will do a little fat loss phase at the beginning of the year. And alcohol is something that I just sprinkle in so rarely during a fat loss phase. But just in general, my life has changed a lot and how I (laughs) react to alcohol now is very different. And so it's just not something that I find to be as beneficial. So it's more, I still love my champagne. In fact, I've been craving a mimosa so bad. So I still like I was at this point in my life, this could change. And who knows next month, this could change. But this point in my life, I still do sprinkle it in and balance. But I cut that back because alcohol is a depressant. And I find that alcohol affects me worse in the winter as far as like hangovers, gloomy feelings. And unfortunately, I'm not going to get into all the things about why alcohol is just really not good for your mental health. But ultimately, you're trying to chase like the high and the thrill and exhilaration you get with a buzz. But then you don't realize like oftentimes how bad that crash is after and the depressant feelings. So just it's something to monitor and be aware of. And for me, again, sharing my tips, I just really it's such a rarity in my seasonal depression times. I just really try and stay away from it. Diet wise, again, more nutritious foods, lots of whole foods, fresh foods. I find that that really just I feel so much better. And mentally, my brain feels better. My body feels better. So I really turn to this idea of less treats, higher calorie treats, less sugar, less alcohol, more nutritious whole foods, and even less eating out just because you're really looking at more higher calorie foods and things like fried foods and just options. I still eat out (laughs) during the winter. I don't want to say I don't eat out at all, but it is I lessen that quite a bit because I just find that I feel better when I'm cooking at home, when I'm cooking more whole foods, nutritious foods. Um, This really does help me elevate my mind, body, brain, all the things to combat some of that seasonal depression. So just something to look into. I mean, nobody ever feels worse eating at home more and consuming less alcohol. So I just feel cooking a little bit more from scratch. If you're busy, I know sometimes that's a little bit tougher. Just doing what you can, adding in fresh fruits, fresh veggies really is a big one. And just to go along with that, I've never been a drink at home person. I always was a social drinker, even though I've got these gorgeous bottles of champagne that have been bought for me over the years behind me right here on my little coffee and wine cart. I never drink them. That's why I've had them for years because I just have never been a drink at home person. It's always been like a special treat when out and about. And what's funny is even though I've never been like the glass of wine at night person, I one thing that I added last year, I guess it was last year, was having some kombucha or like even a sparkling soda, something fun in a wine glass at night while I cook dinner. And it's just this little like self-care moment that even though it's for me not replacing wine, a lot of my clients will do this and it will help them kick that wine habit or at least reduce it a lot with the evening glass. It just, for so many of us, it's a habit and we've created this habit of feeling like that's this little stress relief and self-care. And so many of my clients will swap for something like kombucha or like a sparkling soda, something that's less calories, doesn't have alcohol. And they'll be like, I feel so much better. I thought that the glass of wine was reducing my stress and making me feel better. In reality, now that I'm not doing that, I feel 10,000 times better. So just a little tip. I love to do that. And I have the drops. I share these a lot on social, but I have these drops. 
drops from this brand called Apothecary. You guys can look into them, but they're these herbal drops and there's different ones. There's ones for like stress relief. There's ones for like bubbly fun, like I guess to mimic like rosé. And then there's one that's called Wine Down. That one's like your nightcap, like wine, supposed to give you like wine vibes. And so I love putting a drop of those in my kombucha or even like in my mocktail if I'm out. But that's just, again, this fun little way to treat myself self-care that when I'm struggling with seasonal depression, I just feel like I need it. I just need a little something extra. Okay. Okay. A couple ones to wrap this up that are also helpful get out of the house. Get out of the house. I know it's hard. I know in the evenings, especially if you work away from home, I'm not lost. It's not lost on me that a lot of us are away from home. So coming home at night is like stress relief in some ways, but you cannot isolate yourself. You cannot shut off. Go out. Walk. If you're not a social person, if you're a social person, get yourself around people. We know that being around our loved ones and people helps our mood, helps our happiness, helps you live longer, all these things, right? Combat that. That seasonal depression by being around people and no like phones are not like Facebook groups and things. I know we, I love community. You guys know I do, but it is not a replacement for being around people in real life. It's just not, we know that it's not. So I know it can be uncomfortable and hard if you're somebody who has to force yourself. I'll be honest. People don't really know this. I think people are surprised to hear this. I'm actually very introverted. (laughs) As much as I put myself out here, hello, for the whole world, I am very introverted and I could easily stay at home quite a bit. I have to force myself to get out there and do things. And so even go sit at a coffee shop, go walk around the bookstore, anything, get yourself out of the house, especially if you're somebody that kind of becomes really hermity. Call your friends, do something, get yourself around people, socialize, laugh, enjoy. Life is still good. I know it's rainy. I know it's dark. I know it's cold, but life is still good. So go laugh, go be with people, go walk around, look at books. Like I said, window shop, walk around Target. I don't know. For those of you who are trying to save money, you're like, you are setting me up for failure, Hillary. But you just, sometimes you got to do it. Like for me, it's the grocery store. I go to Trader Joe's. I come back. I feel so much better. Okay. Get, Get out of the house. That is one. The other one is... I love this. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to make a reel or something about this, but oftentimes you just need a spray tan. <laughs> okay. What I really mean by this is, is easy again, thinking about that hoodie Birkenstocks, no makeup, no straightened hair. It's really easy to just be like, Oh, I'm not doing as much. I'm not socializing. I'm not out. But here's the thing. Your mood is elevated when you feel good about yourself and confidence is important and how you feel is important. So put on a cute outfit, put on some makeup, do your hair a couple days a week, just truly try and pour into yourself in that way and see if it doesn't elevate your mood a little bit. Seriously, it can make such a huge difference. Okay, the last tip that is the biggest, the strongest, the most hardcore tip that I can give is exercise, move your body, exercise, move your body, exclamation point, underline, bold, italicize, the big little caution, yellow, exclamation point thing, emoji, seriously, keep moving your body. I know it's hard. This is the hardest time. I know you want to just resort inward. You don't want to get off the couch. It's dark. It's cold. I am telling you, continuing to sit on the couch, continuing to Netflix binge, continuing to binge on sweets and DoorDash and fast food, it's not making you feel better. It's not. I know that it's easy to get in a rut. It's easy to get in a habit, but I don't know who needs to hear this. It's not making it better. It's making it worse. I promise. Okay. Especially if you have goals and you know that you are avoiding them. 
that is just going to compound your feelings of anxiety and depression, okay? Because now you're beating yourself up because you're not doing what you know you need to. Moving your body, exercising, this goes far beyond fat loss and weight loss results. This is medicine. It, it, it's just, we've no, it's 2024. You know that you need to be exercising for your health, physical and mental. It's too important to skip. So whatever that looks like for you, you got to make it happen. I am going really hard on this one for myself right now. I'll be honest. I caught myself, had a total seasonal depression meltdown day. And funny enough, that's why I pulled out the link to the YouTube and decided to record a podcast on this. I looked at the things I was doing and I'm like, I'm not doing the things I know I need to be doing. Part of what I have been doing is sitting too much. And to be fair, I had a week where I couldn't, I didn't have much choice. I was home with kids with the flu and we were snowed in. And so I didn't have a choice. However, I you can always work out at home, okay? Walking videos, ladies inside of BBA are always posting. They're doing free YouTube walking videos. It might seem silly to get up and march in place, but you cannot ignore the benefits of even marching in place. I know it's not the same. I don't know. Put on some headphones, some loud music, do something, listen to a podcast, something to step and move and walk your body. If you have equipment at home and you're, you know, blessed and fortunate enough to be able to exercise at home, then we got to get it done at home. For me, I just ordered a walking pad so that I have that at home. No, that's not an option for everybody. And that's where, again, I look at my clients doing these walking videos, making it work. But also, I don't want to just be stuck in the house walking. So we have a, a free community center here that has a track. Our gym has one too. I love my gym. It's just not my favorite to walk. I think when I'm there, I'm so in like workout mode. So just walking just doesn't do it for me. But this community center gym, it's a big or track. It's big. It's oftentimes just me and like the elderly population walking there. And that's not true. I've seen a lot of people there recently, like young moms and stuff. Anyways, I realized I need to be walking more and getting out of the house. So I turned to mom for accountability and support and said, I need you to do this with me twice a week. Let's pick twice a week. Let's pick a time that we can both do this and let's go walk one hour. Even if it were 30 minutes, it would be enough, but I'm really trying to push myself. So one hour of walking, it's too important to not move. If there's one thing that I can tell you will help your seasonal depression, it's moving. So often our seasonal depression gets worse because we're just sitting too much and we're not getting the good endorphins and the benefits and the physical release and all the things that come with moving our body and exercising. So that alone, the season seasonal depression is so important to be moving your body. Find accountability, find ways to get it done, even if it is at home, okay? I, I don't love getting on my spin bike in the winter, but I'm going to sit my butt on that thing. I'm going to get it done, okay? It's too important to ignore. And then just on top of that, to round this out, if you have body composition goals, girl, guess what? I know you've heard the cliche, summer bodies are made in the winter. It's true. It's true. Before you know it, this cloud is going to lift, and I don't want you to look back on this time with regret. I want you to look back and be like, okay, maybe it wasn't great, but I did what I could and I showed up as much as I could and I gave effort. And if you can just give effort, I promise you'll go into spring feeling a hundred times better than if you just continue to ignore your goals, okay? So the working out, it's a double benefit again of making sure that you are moving your body and taking care of your mental health. But if you have fat loss goals, 
We got to be working towards them. Now's the time to be showing up. And as always, it's not just about your exercise. It's more importantly about your nutrition. So all the things that I mentioned in this episode, they all are things that are going to help get sleep. It's like when I listed the things for seasonal depression, all it really is, is all the things we should be doing anyways. Like just think about it. Sleep, nutrition, exercise, making sure that we get out of the house and aren't just being little hands, laughing, friends, and self-care. These are all things you should be doing all the time anyways. You just got to be a little more intentional and go harder on them. So if you're doing these things, it's also going to give you the benefit of not coming out of hibernation like a bear in the spring and being like, oh no, I want you to wake up in the spring and be like, okay, not only has this fog lifted, now I get to enjoy the benefits of my body and all the hard work that I did. Imagine how that would feel. Imagine if you reaped the benefits of taking care of your mental health right now. I know it's hard, but imagine that you did. You reaped the benefits now that are going to help with the depression feelings. And on top of that, you get to come out in the spring, summer and be like, also, I, I saw the results that I wanted to see. Like you can't lose. You cannot lose. So I'm right there with you. We are linked arm in arm in this battle. And I'm going to link some things in the show notes to um, help you with some of these things, some of the things I've talked about. But we got to get up and move. If there's one thing I can tell you, you got to get up and move. You can't stand still. You can't just hide away. And you're going to feel so much better for doing some of these things. Okay. So I hope that this episode sheds some light for you that it provided you with some insights, some tips. And I just want you to know that you are not alone if you are struggling right now. Again, I'm looking out this rainy window and I'm just like, oh, I got to get my workout in and it's going to be tough. It will be tough, but I know I will be better for it. I know I will not regret it, but I know if I don't do it, that I will be full of regret, okay? So let's fight this battle together. I'm right there with you. If you want to shoot me a DM, need a little extra support right now, I'm always there to chat with you. And uh, you can find me at Balance by Hillary with one L on social media. And if you're looking for support in those fat loss goals, you need your feet held to the fire, you know that you need to commit and you're just not doing it on your own, I would love for you to reach out to me and I can check out the website. You can apply for coaching. We can figure out what we have. We've got something for everyone. We can figure out what's the best fit for you at this time based on your needs, your level of support, how much weight you want to lose, all those things. Truly, we've got something for everyone. So let's chat about it and let's make the most of this time together. I would love to help you on your journey. All right, that's it for today's show. See you in the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of It's All About Balance. And if you did enjoy today's show, make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss a new episode. If you have not already, please connect with me on social media. I absolutely love meeting you guys and getting to know you. I will drop the links to my social in the show notes as well as our website. And I will see you guys next time.